Welcome to Creativity, the podcast where art and engineering collide. In this podcast, we discuss our personal creative endeavors ranging from woodworking to electronics, art and life in general. My name is Max Maker and this is my co-host, Jeremy S. Cook. Hi, everybody. We also have a special guest this week. He's a very talented prop maker from New York and his name is Steve Richter, or Richter, as you say it in America. <laughs> Hi, thanks for having me. In this episode, we talk about Steve's Jumanji board, Jeremy's Hurricane Irma survival story, and my struggle to mount draws into a cramped camper van. So let's get started. <laughs> so, so Steve, mm -hmm. how are you doing? Uh, can you tell us about what you've been up to? Or actually, just tell us about yourself a little bit. Uh, sure. Uh, my name's Steve Richter. I'm from Long Island. And I work at Tom Spina Designs, where we do... Uh, movie prop restoration and display work and uh, all sorts of like odd job art projects, uh, prop making, uh, making stuff for commercials and stuff like that. Uh, just generally making anything sculptural and art related. That's really cool. Based on your job, I actually thought you're from Los Angeles or like from California. Yeah, San Francisco. That's it's funny. I like living out here on Long Island. I was like, Well, at some point, I'm going to have to move. I'm going to have to move to either New York, the city proper. I'm going to have to move to Los Angeles. But it's like the job already existed 15 minutes from my house. <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> coincidence. It's It was just the perfect thing because I had to do an internship for a couple of months beforehand. So it was just perfect. Uh, yep. Getting to build my skills from where I lived. So w working from home is great. Mm -hmm. So so that's that's great. So did you um, go to college for this, or how was your start as far as being able to make such cool stuff like that? Uh, it was really mostly the internship. The uh, I went to school for two years for film, just to try and do anything in film industry, and that wasn't such a great fit for me. And so I just started. Uh, I found the internship at Tom's Media Designs. And like, had really, I didn't start sculpting until like five years ago. And so during the course of that internship, I learned pretty much all of the sculpting skills I know. Uh, and making things, I've just been making things since I was really, really young. So it's just been a constant learning and building skills. What was like one of your your big projects that you did um, when you were younger? Uh, I don't know. I uh, always make stuff out of construction paper, and then you move to cardboard, and then like cardboard armor and stuff like that. I made <laughs> so much Halo armor out of cardboard. <laughs> I, nice. I used to where the uh, with the Jumanji board. The the beginning of that is when I was uh, six years old, and I used to draw on one sheet of paper the inside of the board, cut another piece of paper in half and draw the front of the board and just staple them together so it like opened up. It's like ah. the the need to build that board has been there since I was six years old. And you finally fulfilled that wish. Oh yeah. And and still to like even looking at it I'm like, I could make that better. There's gonna be a mark too. <laughs> So, so is that is that board? Is that your biggest build ever? Have you ever made anything bigger than that, time-wise? I've done things we uh, for uh, for my job for Tom Speed Designs work. We do 
all sorts of like full life-size sculptures and stuff like that like physically bigger and longer timelines like we once made a uh, Statue of Liberty out of styrofoam that was like 20 feet tall so we, we go, we've done like I've been part of bigger projects but this is the most like intensive several skills small and like I could really put my own time and like my own level of uh, detail into it it's the most I felt like I got to do every part of it and and it came out the way I'd like it to very cool. And I, I didn't mean that to say that that Jumanji board wasn't. I mean, it's like, oh, how no. much time would you say you've put into that? It looked amazing. Absolutely oh, amazing. You. Yeah. Uh, the figure I keep telling people is it took me seven months, uh, like on weekends and after work. I really could not even figure out how much like hours wise because you you get like one day where you're like oh, i'll do like an hour's worth and then there's some days where i'm like it's four in the morning i should go to bed steve uh, maybe you can give a quick introduction to the viewers that haven't watched your jumanji video at what the jumanji board uh, actually is oh yeah sorry uh in the uh in the movie jumanji there's a uh possessed game board it's a it's a board game that you play and you roll the dice and all sorts of it like gives you a little riddle thing in the center dial and it tells you something's gonna like uh some terp, uh, type of animal or disaster is going to show up in the real world so it's a magical board game where you get chased by monsters and it's the the central focus of the film and it's just such a cool object that i felt i needed to make it it's It, it looks a little bit like one of these uh, backgammon games, right? Is that the same name you're using? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it's like a, it's got like a wood-carved front to it where it's got like very detailed uh, imagery of uh, like hunters and rhinos and elephants. And then on the inside, it's all, it's made to look as if it's made of, uh, carved out of wood and ivory. Well, it's, it's a beautiful build. I mean, I, I can't imagine having that kind of focus to t try to do something that, like that in, under my spare time. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah. Do, do you ever Steve find yourself, everything. do you ever find yourself going from project to project or are you able to focus in really well on one thing like this? Oh, absolutely. I, I jump from project to pro. It is so bad. It's I'm looking around the room and there's like five or six things that I'm currently working on that I could, any one of them I should be able to finish but I just keep getting, like, you get bored and then you jump to the next thing. <laughs> this one, uh, pretty solidly I worked on this one. I, di I didn't, I never really got bored on this one, which is surprising. Yeah, that's great. I tend to have a bunch of unfinished projects myself, and I'm sure anybody can, I'm sure anybody listening can relate to that, but it's oh, nice yeah. when you can really focus on one thing for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always try to finish one project so I've got space in the workshop for the next. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you just can't work on a new project if there's still dust in the air. You can't do anything with paint. Yeah, de definitely. So, so Steve, as far as the Jumanji board goes, you know, what, what new techniques did you learn while building it? Uh, in terms of new techniques, uh, the screen printing on the inside of the board was something that I'd, I'd seen and I'd tried uh, basics of before. I tried um, screen printing with stencils before, but never with the uh, the photo emulsion. 
which is a very different technique. Interesting. Did, did that? How long did that take you to perfect that, or did you did you go to right the first time? That'd be that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, it was right the first time with tinkering. It was uh, I got a the the print came out the um the screen itself came out okay, but then when I went to go do the printing, that was a little sloppy because I'd only I. I, for some reason, decided not to look up how, like, how to do this, the ink (laughs) application. I was just like, yeah, you just, you just swipe the thing across and that's fine. That's what I would think. No, there's, uh, yeah. And so, like, that's, that was one of the helpful, more helpful comments in the YouTube comments section was like, you did that completely wrong. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) so so how are you supposed uh, to do it? And so. Uh, it's you're supposed to. Oh, I don't even remember. I I'd have to look it up. But it was, I just like slopped ink across the whole thing, and then when I lifted the thing, there were, uh, spaces that were hit too heavy and spaces that weren't catch didn't catch ink at all. So I did have to go back in and like, hair dry it really quickly to get it all flat, <laughs> and then, and then go and like re add in some areas, which kind of took out the whole automation. <laughs> aspect of it and i guess you didn't laser cut it because you wanted red ink as well yeah i just did the whole thing in one pass and then covered up what i wanted red or uh cover up the red wording for the black pass and then vice versa so you get two two different screens out of one screen essentially and the screens did you buy them or did you make them uh i bought them they were uh It's part of a starter kit, which was very handy because it comes with like, it comes with a decent sized screen. It comes with the photo emulsion and instructions on how to do it. It wasn't a, it was a pretty easy thing to learn. And I'd suggest it to anyone because it's very cool. Very cool. Maybe I'll have to give that a try sometime. Yeah, surely someday. Mm -hmm. Well, have you guys ever tried a a bleach technique on shirts? So it's kind of interesting and doesn't take a whole lot of equipment. No, I haven't seen that. Never. Never did anything with shirts. Yeah, you take a, like, I guess it's 50, 50% bleach, 50% water, and you can spray it on a shirt. And, you know, it's a neat pattern by itself, but if you put a pattern on there, like a, if you cut out, say, a, a star or a you know, tiger paw or something, place it on there, and you can actually bleach out the oh, pattern. that's cool. That's you want. <laughs> I worked at the dishwasher before, and they had this um, washing liquid underneath, and I had to fix it. So I had to climb underneath the dishwasher and... The next day, uh, I looked at my trousers and was riddled with holes from the dishwasher <laughs> liquid that spilled on there. <laughs> so technically, I did bleach my trousers. Yeah, well, now now it's in style, I guess, right? So you just yeah, I st- I still wear it. It's it's great trousers. Only the workshop though, and people look at me when I go to town with it. <laughs> I have made in the hardware store. Pairs of shorts that I've had to just be like, these are work shorts now. They are. Co- Working with <laughs> resin is the worst because if you get a drip, like even if you wipe it off, resin, which is a, it's a two, it's like a liquid that turns into a plastic. So if you get it on your jeans and you try and clean it off, it just it, it's in the material. You never get it off, and it just drips yep. and does not look flattering. <laughs> yeah. Do you clean brushes at all? I try. If they're um, filled with anything but water soluble uh, paint. Uh, I probably should with a few things, but I get I get lazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I always throw it uh, away. Yeah. Like I already assume there's epoxy in this, throw it away. There's oh yeah, to epoxy, do. definitely. So so back to your Jumanji board, you know, can you tell us anything that maybe 
went wrong with the build or that you would do differently? I mean, I guess the, the I guess the um, screen printing might be an example of that. But was there anything really that stuck out as far as that goes? Uh, there was. There were a couple issues with the the wood hinges on it, which I didn't. I just kind of expected those to work. Uh, I didn't expect them to be the biggest hassle on this thing. Was yeah, really? trying to get two. Uh, like I I have a drill press and it should put a lot a drill directly in the same spot on two pieces of wood, but it had trouble, <laughs> and it just would not line up. So like. You'd go to open it, and it'd get stuck halfway, and then it'd get f- f- unstuck uh. the other. And then and then just add, to add to that was uh, at some point during the build, I glued them on, and I was like, that looks about right. And then I checked, like, reference photos, and I had glued it off by, like, just a half inch, but it bugged me so much that I had to cut them off and re- redo them just to glue them back on. I just watched that before we started uh-huh. the show. Yeah, it's it's a level of insanity, but I needed I needed this thing to to be perfect. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's like there's sometimes that you build something and there's all these little things that nobody else would notice mm-hmm. ever, but they just bug bug you to death. I, I'm sure that's the same for you, right, Max? Definitely, especially if you make stuff for YouTube, uh, it needs to be right. It needs to be perfect. People will call you out on it afterwards. And I even, I have to admit, sometimes I, I used Photoshop to fix some stuff. <laughs> oh, well, you heard it here now, audience. Uh, at a, you know, Max Max does that. Yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't have accused him of that, but yeah. Uh, I, I do. One thing, I, I tape off the logos of my, my tools because the companies, they don't pay me to use these tools. I have to pay for these tools. I don't get any sponsors yet, hopefully one day. Uh, I don't want to give them free advertisements, so I tape them <laughs> off. But then one tool I forgot, and I used it like in the shot. Um, I used it for, I think, 10 seconds, and I manually blurred out that <laughs> logo frame by frame. And I made it look so as if there wasn't a logo. That's amazing. So you can't see there's a blurred out logo. It looks like there is no <laughs> logo. <laughs> I've spent an hour on that. <laughs> Worth it. That's. But you know, it's pretty funny. If I don't have any I, logos, and then suddenly there's one logo right in your face, they will think, "Oh, he got paid to do uh-huh. this." I mean, I don't mind having a logo on my tools. I mean, you know, there's certain tools that I think are, you know, I, I've got a preference towards one tool, one brand of tool that maybe a. You know, I don't know. I just, I just like. Uh, I'll say, I'll, I'll like. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, you don't like that. So, I, sorry, was I supposed to say? Is that a you know no, the German, I mean, no, German I, brand? I've, I've got, I've got both of them. I like them both, but don't say the name. I don't care. That that was. Oh. Okay. That was something on the on the video. Was everyone was like, oh my god, did he get paid by? And it's just like, no, those are just the tools that I'm borrowing. They all happen to be that same. We probably should yeah, cut this all out because I don't want to. <laughs> we, we have to cut this out because one yeah, day we want to have sponsors. Sponsor. <laughs> you don't have a Harbor Freight in Germany, do you? Uh, no, no, unfortunately not. I went. I actually, when I was on holidays in Florida, I went to Harbor Freight just to check out the tools because I heard so much about it. And what I ended up was buying one of these little um, trays it's like a chrome colored <laughs> tray that is magnetic yeah yeah, yeah. there was the only thing I found that I wanted yep. 
Yeah, you know, you never believe this. I've got a I've got a flyer from Harbor Freight on my bulletin board right now, and it says free with any purchase a Pittsburgh four inch magnetic parts holder. <laughs> so, so you know, I I, I I agree though. You know, I live in Florida, and I feel like you know one of the big attractions here is the Harbor Freights. They, um, you know, people go to Disney World. Some people go to Harbor Freight. I guess. I guess you're that. Yeah, I guess you're that person. So yeah, I also went to the other uh, hardware stores I could find, um, because you know what, what else is there to do? Go to the beach? No, thank you. And yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. There was the first time I tried out the uh, um, impact drill, because mm -hmm. we don't typically have them here in the workshops in Germany, and I just thought this is so crazy loud. I don't want this. Before I, I really wanted one. I wanted to buy one, and then after I tried, it, I said no, too noisy. Can't mm -hmm. have it. Do you use them? I'll have to remember that because I, I was I've been kind of tempted to try one out, but uh, but now uh, I don't know. Now, now I guess I'll just stick with the drill. So Steve, one thing I was wondering about: uh, you cast a lot of resin stuff. Did you did you use work stuff or did you have to buy it yourself? Do you have to invest into a huge stockpile of uh, different chemicals or how is it? Yeah, the materials are uh, they're pretty standard when you're doing uh, sculpting like life-size sculpting uh, of statues and busts and stuff, which is what I do normally as my day job. And so that kind of, just any kind of sculpting work, you need a silicone to mold it and then a resin to cast it again because the clay is not, uh, the clay is a water-based clay that you, you generally just throw out when you're done because it, it just crack and is it weighs 100 pounds, like literally. Yeah. So, so could you cast into the clay? Uh, you can... T typically, you want to uh, make a mold of what you do first and then cast out of that just so that nothing gets destroyed. Uh, the water doesn't from the clay doesn't contaminate the resin. Ah, okay, of course. And yeah. I saw um, in the middle of this Jumanji board, there's this half dome. Is it a half mm -hmm. dome? No, it's a... Normal dome. In the middle yeah. of this Jumanji board, there's a dome, oh, yeah. and you uh, cast that into some sort of sort of. It looks a little bit like a satellite dish shape. W where did you get yeah. that? That was a uh, that was a uh, domed mirror from like a makeup store. I was looking for like ever for a perfect dome that was really really flat, and we I was in a makeup store with my girlfriend, and it was just like that's it. <laughs> it's 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 inverted but it's perfect and so i took it home and then just poured resin into it and then that gave me the the opposite of the curve and that gave me the dome ah, it was very okay. yeah and and it was also the right size because it had to be to scale right yeah that that was uh i think i trimmed a little bit off the edges just to get it to the perfect shape but it was it was the closest thing i could find in a in a shallow, very, very shallow dome. Just to, just to get it so that when I cast it in translucent resin, yeah, you want it to be like super shiny and getting anything super shiny is like a lot of work. Oh so, yeah. So starting yeah. with a mirror is naturally like, it's got a gloss coat on it, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I really like glossy finishes, but it's mm -hmm. so difficult to get them right. Yeah. I'm not a fan of sanding anything. And then once I get it to a certain point, it's just like, I, I can't buff this any, I don't know how, that's one of the skills I need to learn is I don't know how to buff things shiny. <laughs> yeah. 
that's what I tried this week. Um, I guess this will be our next section then, progress with uh, where we talk about what we've done this week. Sure. I, um, I've got these wood discs that I filled with epoxy and I sanded them and sanded them and sanded them forever to get them flat. And then I sanded them from 120 grit up to 2000 grit. And then I mm -hmm. want to polish them. And I thought, what's the easiest way to polish them? Probably with an angle grinder. <laughs> so I got this polishing wheel for the angle grinder. <laughs> I tried it out. Some spots got shiny immediately. Like as I touched them, they were shiny really fast. Uh -huh. uh, the other, um, the rest of the material got burnt. <laughs> and then the center hub of the, uh, like the nut that fits, fits it on, that holds it in place, uh, the, the grinding wheel, uh, that touched the surface one time and made oh, really no. deep scratches. So <sighs> I have to set it again. But it was only on the underside. So... Um, it, oh, it's okay. Oh. I could salvage it. I learned from it. I tried at the bottom, not on the top surface. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this is your um, the tree trunk, correct? Exactly. Yeah, the tree trunk. Cool. Yeah, I went to uh, a friend of mine. He's got a, a, a wood workshop. Like uh, he does this for a living, and he has this giant. Uh, it's like a, a belt sander, thickness sander, a thickness sander. Yeah, you put on the board on one side uh, on a conveyor belt. It takes off. 0.2 millimeters and then um, you have to walk to the other, si other side of the machine take it out again carry it to the front again put it in and I did that 200 times <laughs> wow yeah and I was so glad that these uh, tree trunks weren't any bigger because I could lift it alright it was heavy I could lift it though but if it was twice this, this, the weight I would have needed a cart of some sort or do it with two people <laughs> mm-hmm so how do, to how consider. You coming on that project, I mean, it's going to be a coffee table, correct? Uh, yes, two coffee tables, actually, because I've got two slabs. Oh, very nice. Uh, yeah, I still need to polish it, but I finished um, some drawers this week for my parents. I've got a caravan, uh, like a big caravan. I've got a big wardrobe in there, but it just had shelves, and the bottom shelves, you can't really use them because there's not enough space to bend down to actually have a look inside them. Now, mm. now just, just so we're clear, a, a caravan is a what we call an RV, correct? Is that... Like RV, a, yeah. Like, like the a, thing in Breaking Bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the crystal ship. Crystal ship. <laughs> we call it that way sometimes. And even the salt is labeled crystal meth. <laughs> it's like Himalayan rock salt or whatever. Yeah, so it's got a motor. Nice. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what do you guys make? So... So as far as I go, you know, this this week we had the uh, hurricane come through, or Hurricane Irma here in Florida. Yeah, of course. And uh, so I, I didn't really make much of anything. I, I guess what I was working on last week was board, boarding up my house, and um, <laughs> you know, just kind of hoping that it didn't, didn't come come through too too fast or hit it too hard. Um. So yeah. Did my, you get cousin, any damage? No, no, no damage. Actually, you know, it's it's funny. We just. We just bought a house about two weeks ago, and so we still had a rental in this new house. So it's like I've got to figure out how to protect both houses. And you know, <laughs> you know, I hate to say it, but obviously you're a little bit more concerned about your house because mm -hmm. you know that's that's what what we're going to be living in where I am right now. Um, but the good thing was the rental house had you know, ready-made shutters for everything, so we just put those in. They use something called hurricane clips now, so you don't even have to. You don't have to, have to drill into a wall. It just—it's almost like a uh, camming mechanism. I know, I know you do some rock climbing, right, right, Max? Yeah, yeah, sure. 
you know those things that you stick into a uh, you know, crevice and they you know, those yeah uh, France France is the trade name uh, but camps yeah yeah cam mechanism well it's, it's, it works kind of like that you you stick it in and it's spring loaded so when you pull it out in, in theory these boards just stick to the um, the windowsill on the top or the, the sides it's very oh, okay. very clever a lot a lot easier than just nailing everything into your to your center block you know <laughs> yeah that is so you have to uh, take them out from the inside you have to open the window no it's um <clears throat> you can actually pull them down they're, they're like a like spring out into kind of a v v uh i guess and, and then on the bottom it's got some some spikes so if you just push these up you just push them out and you could take them out i, I I'd never done this before because I haven't, you know, I grew up in Florida, but I've lived elsewhere most of my adult life. So this was the first hurricane I've been through in my adult life. So, so that was I'm exciting. I'm glad it went all right, yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny though, you know, as a little kid, you, you grew up, you know, the hurricane comes through and it's so much fun because you're out of school for a week, you get to play in the mud and, you know, it's, it's over. But then as an adult, you're like, oh, you know, my house could get destroyed you know, you've got a lot more concerns going on in your head than, than just, mm -hmm. yeah, you know. especially with two houses. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, especially that. So, and a wife and kids, and yeah, and wife and kids, <laughs> and, and dog. I shouldn't I shouldn't forget about that. <laughs> and the dog. <laughs> the kids enjoy the hurricane. You know, they were a bit. It's an interesting question. I think they were a bit ambivalent about it. My um, my daughter's. You know, she's one year old, so she didn't know him, and my son. We actually went over to my parents' house because they live a little bit, you know, a little bit more secure building. And, um, you know, my son, the next morning after it was all done, he says something about, you know, oh, when's the hurricane going to come? Like, you know, he was, I guess, expecting something else. So I'm like, no, that was all the wind and stuff that happened last night. So they were okay with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it went past you. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, you know, my um, my parents, they live in a well, they live in a steel structure, so they it's a great place to go during something like that. And they actually had some some of their friends came up from the Keys. They live in Somerville Key, I think, Sumter. Anyway, one of the Keys that got hit very badly, and they were just like, you know, I'm getting out of here, evacuating to a little bit further north in Florida, which was a good, good thing. Oh, yeah, it looked terrible down there. So, Steve, what have you been up to this week? I've uh, been bouncing around with different projects, the five or six that are just on the table. Uh, probably the most interesting is I've been working on for a, uh, too long, really, is uh, it's the the poster for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, but I'm mm -hmm. making it as a full sculpture. So I'm building all all of the, like, all the actors' heads as individual likeness sculptures, and it's all on like a uh, wood platform, and it's all projecting forward. Ah, okay. And then I'm, and then I'm gonna paint the whole thing to look like it's a 2D painting again. So like from one angle, it'll look exactly like the poster, and then you move to the side, and it looks like a weird abstract nonsense almost. Just uh, for the people that are listening to this, I'm looking at the poster right now. It looks a little bit like a mirror, and there are two. Um, I guess it's Indiana Jones and his the professor. How's he called? His uh, that's his father, I think. Oh, that's his dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're looking straight at you, and there's the horse, and then in the four corners of the mirror, there are four other characters. That sounds sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. I 
And yeah, it's like, it's uh, at least like six different people sculptures, which are all time uh, eating up my time. And like, uh, then there's like a whole little landscape and uh, people charging on a horse and there's an airplane and all these little components that I've been working on for like, geez, like five years now. <laughs> five years? Not like, it's it's been a huge like... I drop it for an entire year at a time <laughs> project, <laughs> but I've just kind of, uh, with the, with the, uh, the video for Jumanji going up the Jumanji board, I was like, Oh yeah, this would be a really cool thing to like actually finish up because it'll, it reads really well when you show it to people. It's harder to explain. I, I guess it does. Well, we have to w wait and find out how it will look like at the end. <laughs> it sounds like it doesn't make sense, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure if you cover it like you did a Jumanji board, you will get a lot of clicks and mm. people will love it. I I hope so. The, what's funny is uh, starting, like, the filming, what I've been working on, it only started, like, this year. So this project, like, the video for it is going to start, like, way near the end of the project it's like oh it's almost done even though it's still like months of work well, yeah that I, i don't think that will matter for the video i, I think it'll be fine uh, you know people just think you know this is a starting point and mm -hmm. they forget it after like 10 seconds they're in into the video and they don't care about the intro anymore i think so so see this next video you know you think you're not gonna really start from the beginning you think that's gonna be a a problem i mean I mean, like like Max said, it's going to be, you know, people kind of forget about the intro eventually. Do you, do you think you'll be able to kind of write it out, I, I guess? Yeah, I think I got, I have a, as always, like with a lot of the stuff, I always like take photos at the end of like every single day. I have like thousands of photos. So at the, at the very least, I could do like a slideshow to show. Oh, like, dangerous, dangerous. Oh, is it bad? Oh, there's so many slideshows on YouTube because pictures are easy to take. Uh -huh. When people build something, they're working, they've got their hands busy, and after they're done, that's when they take a picture. So you never see the action, mm -hmm. you only see the result. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to try and, <laughs> at the very least, like, very, very quickly, just like, because it, it really will be, like, jumping into the end of the video. Like, when I started recording actual video for this project, it it'll be like, All of the sculptures are done. <laughs> here's me painting them. So I think it'll be like 30 seconds of like, here is every single photo I took like in, in a very short period of time. So at least it's moving. So I hope that'll at least work. <laughs> yeah, I, f I think it can. I think you just have to tell the audience straight away that there is going to be some yeah, video footage. That's true. You know, if the f if the first 10 seconds are uh, filled with video, people know, okay, he actually knows how to uh -huh. you know, edit video. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I mean, personally, I don't hate the slideshows as much as you you do apparently, Max, but <laughs> it seems like it seems like the production value on your videos is consistently quite good, whereas I don't know, I feel like I've been kind of you know, trying to get better and better progressively, so I guess that's your, your videos are great, but please don't tell me now that you have lots of slideshow <laughs> videos. <laughs> no, 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 I, I don't. Because <laughs> you've got like 200, right? Yes, I have quite quite a few videos. <laughs> but look, I mean, you know, starting out on YouTube, you know, to begin with, I had a blog, and I'm like, well, I need to put some um, put some video out there to embed in my blog. 
I, th- I thought nothing about subscribers for the first couple of years. And then eventually it's like, oh, wait a second. This is actually a pretty good platform by itself. And it, it was just a, I don't know. I think, I think if you look at my YouTube channel, hopefully somebody would see a, a shift about a year and a half ago to actual, to actual content that makes sense on its own versus just, you know, a, a mechanism that I think is cool. So I think that's, yeah, well, I absolutely love your video, you know. Oh, well, thank you very uh, much. That's, you know, that's why we're doing this podcast together. If I wouldn't like it, I, <laughs> we wouldn't have come together, I guess. <laughs> no, it's it's very technical, very informative, and you've got a wide range of interesting projects. So I don't think yeah, the well, production well, value you. is that important as long as the content is good. You know, the actual story you're telling. Uh, what do you guys shoot on when you do your YouTube videos? Well, you know, me, me personally, I use a uh, GoPro Hero 5, which, you know, I, I really I really love mm-hmm. it because, you know, I, I guess I haven't ever used anything better. But I, I guess the nice thing for, from my perspective is when <laughs> you're filming something, it has um, the voice control feature, which I thought was kind of a silly feature to begin with. But if you're into something and you want to just film it all of a sudden, that's that's really nice. Oh, I I didn't expect this to work. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So I I read about it at some point that it has this feature, but I forgot about it straight away because <laughs> I thought it's probably not very useful. No, I I thought the exact same thing, but then you know I ordered it. And, you know, if I'm writing something and need to illustrate something, whatever. I mean, seriously, it's nice to be able to say, you know, GoPro, take a picture. Admittedly, some of the time it doesn't actually understand what I'm saying, but you know, two two out of three isn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what about yourself, Max? What do you what do you shoot uh, on? I shoot on my iPhone. Only the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, That's great. Yeah. Well, I've got a little bit of storage problems because I'm shooting in 4K. So I have to uh, every after every workday, I have to get rid of all the footage. You know, bring it over to the PC and then delete it on the iPhone. Do a lot of backups, of course. But yeah, it I've always got it with me anyway, and it's good footage, I think. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Are you Steve? Yeah, I use uh, just the the time-lapse filter or time-lapse function on an iPhone for all my stuff just because I was doing the film regular video and it was just dis- like there was no space left on my phone. It would just, it just couldn't handle it anymore. So it's just, yeah. so if I just film everything in time-lapse and then... If I need to illustrate a point, I just sit there and hold something up for 10 to, 10 to 20 seconds. Like that, that saves so much space. And for for what I'm doing now, which is all just time-lapse video, that works pretty well. Yeah, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What I did like about the time-lapse on the iPhone that you can't have it in 4K. I think it's just 1080. Yeah, I think so. So Steve, I mean, I guess um, seems like our video is like, you know, Max, Max always talks about his stuff steve yours is um you don't verbalize anything yourself you know any any reason why i guess one would be better than the other any thoughts on that mostly on the i was wondering whether or not uh did you guys think the the jumanji video would have been like improved if there was explanation over the top i was wondering that like just on a curiosity point i don't know I, i think it would it would I think it would. I think it was a great video. You know, mm-hmm. we obviously liked it, and <laughs> lots of other people like. Like I saw this on German, like just sites that just post cool videos. Mm-hmm. They weren't even making related. They just liked it. I think it 
the music is part of it because the music is really funny. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the the music is so good; it's almost that almost makes up for it. To to be honest, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of cool. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, I had somebody tell me, you know, because because mm -hmm. I used to make them just with uh, captions, I guess, not with my voice. And he said, you know, it really helps to actually talk oh, over gotcha. your videos. So you're kind of telling mm -hmm. the story, you, you know. I, but there's a lot of people. Um, a lot of people do it that way. I mean, Jimmy Duresta, I don't think he talks in his videos, does he? No, he doesn't. Mm -hmm. That's true. <laughs> Seems like people can be very, very successful that way. <laughs> yeah. But I think he would have been more successful if he did talk. Mm -hmm. Well, that was... Because uh... he's a cool character as well. Oh, yeah. But mostly on the for that video, which is really the only video I have up. <laughs> but it's... Uh... But yeah, I just didn't have a good mic at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like just bought this one I, like i should have bought this you know for my work and not for just oh i need to do a podcast i should get a good effort we feel we feel honored That's, <laughs> yeah sorry and no, honored but then it's an investment no I don't know it was, no, it was this. no it was absolutely like i should i should why don't i have one i absolutely should have one and maybe should do that for my videos so that <laughs> it was going to happen eventually. So Yeah, I, I discovered at the beginning when I bought my mic, I had it uh, standing on my desk and I put some foam underneath to um, get rid of some of the vibrations. Mm -hmm. And then I thought it would be nice to have this, uh, this arm that goes in front of your face. Uh -huh. And since I have that, the quality got so, so much better. Mm hmm. Well, that's good to hear because you know currently I'm just holding this blue blue snowball in front of my face, <laughs> my hands. So I guess it is that. I guess I need to make a little investment myself. I have the same mic. He's been and holding this for 53 minutes now. Can you hold it? Because I've like it is at such a weird height. I am just like hunched over. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm holding. It. Right. Maybe, maybe it sounds terrible. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I uh, my my cousin who you he told me you know your videos are getting lot better but now i can notice your audio isn't that good so maybe maybe that's maybe that's my problem we'll see at the at the end of this recording i'll i'll finally get up again and then i'll just ah my back hey i was just gonna say too steve i um your video edit so that's interesting where do you get the inspiration for those those are kind of kind of cool the uh what do you mean the the ones with like star wars and oh those are, indiana jones and oh those are just they're weird like i'm so familiar with those films that they're uh they're just fun little video clips they're like little uh they're they're little, they're little jokes that like you just from knowing those movies so well your your brain just starts like going through the movie in your head and you just start here like making up I, jokes by yourself it's it's weird they're nonsense videos <laughs> they're terrible <laughs> <laughs> let me let me ask you something since you're such a big star wars fan something that always bothered me about the movies right okay. so this emperor he can shoot lightning bolts at people absolutely and pretty much i mean nobody's gonna mess with them right absolutely but then he's got these red guys that don't seem to do anything i mean what, what are they there for have, have they oh, they're his have they figured out? they're his guards he's got to have guards <laughs> yeah but he Pers can just lightning bolt people right oh, oh yeah personal assistance yeah there, uh... That's true. I mean, I mean, you can't have him doing that. He, you know, even though he could, he doesn't just to show his yeah uh, sub supremacy. Is that I kind don't, of the... I don't know. He's got he's got guards, and all he ever does is tell them to leave. <laughs> that's that's their purpose in the film. <laughs> that's a good point. 
So maybe he just likes he likes the look of them. They're red. They're shiny. They're cool. Come hang out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. If I was if I was that guy, I think I'd probably. Yeah, obviously you're not gonna hang out by yourself. You gotta have something to mm-hmm. to do do your dirty work for you. Even if, even if you could, mm-hmm. I mean, you're not gonna generate lightning bolts with your hands if you don't have to, right? Mm-hmm. That takes a lot out of you. What I like is how on topic we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't expect any Star Wars questions from me. I never watched the movies. <laughs> but I just watched Braveheart. It was on just before the recording here on German TV. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love it. So now now you speak extremely good English. Now, do, do you have, and I, I guess most Germans do too. Is that, is that correct or is that stereotype? Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I guess the younger generation is. So do they have them dubbed? I mean, is, are there's a dub they in German or is it dubbed and really badly sometimes? Braveheart was alright, but stuff like Family Guy is really horrible. Oh, like because <laughs> Family Guy lives from the voices, mm-hmm. I think, and the German version is just really bad. So uh, me and my girlfriend, we always try to watch German movies. Uh, sorry, me and my girlfriend, we always try to watch the original versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Netflix and Amazon, they allow you that. But it was a long time before we had that feature. Oh, that's nice. Yes, yeah, some some movies it just just kills it. I, not that I watch a lot of foreign Ooh. films, but I, there was one Brazilian film I saw, and it was, it was just the, the dubbing was just so bad. And even though I can't speak Portuguese, it's, you know, it's not so bad to read the subtitles. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> reading subtitles is always better because what they do is when they dub, they take out all the sound. Then they dub over what the people say, the conversations, and the background noises, you know, the paper crinkling, they do that all artificially. So depending on how much uh, budget they have for doing the uh, the dubbing, the background noises sometimes sound really bad. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why the uh, so some of the older, you know, kung fu movies sound so bad, and I guess that's, I guess they didn't have the budget for that, I guess? maybe that's Yeah, something. I guess, yeah. Or, you know, Forrest Gump, you know, he has this really distinctive voice um, or this accent. Mm-hmm. Sure. And in, 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 in now that I, when I listen to it now, I know the accent and I know, okay, um, this is part of his character. But in Germany, we only got the impression he's a little bit dumb, <laughs> <laughs> which he is. But, you know, we, we couldn't hear that the accent also tells us where he is from. Mm-hmm. Right, that's that's interesting. <laughs> On Friday, me and my girlfriend were going to watch um, The Kingsman. Mm-hmm. And we're going to Hamburg, which is like a one-hour drive from here. We have a cinema in town, but in Hamburg is the only place where we can watch it in English. Oh, nice. Hmm. Are you going to watch that? Me? Pro- pro- probably not. I haven't. <laughs> it's funny, now that I have kids, it's pretty hard to get out to see movies too much. <laughs> so much as I like I, it. Uh, sorry, last but- time I saw one was... Uh, the Star Wars movie that was that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I give it a I give it a thumbs up. <laughs> Steve, I'm sure you will watch it, right? Oh, absolutely. Pretty much anything big Hollywood and like, like I'm the worst kind of like film fan. It's just like all the big franchises. I want to see those. I don't want to see small independent films. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, hey, you know, you you watch what you enjoy. Yeah. You know, it's not uh-huh. a, no nobody is judging mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I mean, maybe they are, but, uh, you know, that's why they make it dark in the theaters, right? So you can sneak out. <laughs> the last movie I sneaked out was 
the parody of 300. Oh, here come the, uh, no, what is it? Meet the Spartans? Oh, that was yeah. horrible. <laughs> yeah. That's not a movie. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it's like you can't even say it's a, like an actual movie. It's just a bad sketch that goes on for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how can the people that made this have any pride for this? <laughs> I can't say I've never left the movie. I, I probably should have. There was um. I I I hate to even admit this, but I watched all of Bruno, and that was <laughs> that, that was terrible. It was, you know, it's like, like was, Borat was. It was so it. funny. No, was I watched I watched Borat with my dad in cinema. <laughs> That had to be a little uncomfortable. That was so uncomfortable. That was so uncomfortable. I, I didn't even know what it was. And my mom said, uh, why didn't you and your dad go, go to the movies? Like, there's this film bar. That's something for you. I just, all right. <laughs> now, was, was that one dubbed or was that one in English? Because I feel like there's a ton. No, that was that was in English. That was, I enjoyed the movie. It was funny. My dad was like, what, what the hell is this? <laughs> did, did you watch Dunkirk? Well, obviously you didn't. <laughs> Jeremy, but uh, yeah, Steve, yeah, it was really good. It was uh, it was odd that it was out of order, timeline wise. But other than that, it was really, yeah, really free, cool. Three separate timelines. Yeah, but it was uh, we saw it in uh, in what is like, it's kind of like IMAX, but it's just a small. It's just a bigger version of a theater. It's not like the dome or the big huge screen. But even so, seventy millimeters. Yeah, me. No, I, it's not even that. It's it's a fake IMAX, but the sound is okay. there, and the sound of okay. of that that movie was terrifying with really good gunshots yeah. and music just blaring in your ears. It was awesome. Yeah, like the first scene, amazing, mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. Like great movie. I would watch that twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, yeah. So I can really uh, recommend that one. Mm -hmm. Don't watch Bruno. <laughs> if those yeah, if those are your only two options, don't don't watch Bruno. <laughs> mm -hmm. well, you, you have to get the um, the movies like that out of your system before you have the kids, because then after that you can't you can't go to movies. You'll be watching your Veggie Tales for the next three years or so. At least that's <laughs> been my experience. <laughs> I think we saw a bad grandpa before my wife, uh, before we had our first kid. And that was, that was the last one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't say that. We, we go to movies sometimes. It's just, you know, things are a little different, a little more restricted you, as far as what you can do. Mm -hmm. Don't you go with your kids? How, how old is your son? He's three years old. So Pixar, is that nothing for him yet? Yeah, he likes that. It's, um, yeah, I mean, he watches some interesting movies. I mean, uh, was that one... Uh, I don't know about the Hawaiian people that are discovering Polynesia or vice versa. I'm not sure what. Oh, oh uh, was it with the rock? Yeah, with Moana? the with the rock exactly. Yeah, that was that was a pretty good one. Yeah, I just saw the trailer. I thought it looked really good. Well, uh, you know, thanks a lot for listening to this podcast. This is Jeremy S. Cook with Max Maker. Um, you know, we're just uh, I guess what's coming up next for you guys, Steve? Anything you have coming up uh, over the next week or two? Uh, not much. Uh, if if people want to know what I'm up to, I update my Instagram pretty uh, regularly. That's Richter underscore Steve. And so, like, that'll that'll be a good venue. For, uh, that'll show you pictures of what I've been explaining poorly. And cool. projects that are 
currently happening all at the and same time. And you've also got your website, steverichter.org. Mm-hmm. That shows pretty much all the stuff I've built already. Yeah, and if you want to follow us, uh, you can follow Jeremy S. Cook under Jeremy S. Cook at Twitter. Have you got an Instagram? No, I don't use Instagram, just, just Twitter. Um, you know, you can follow me there. Or in my YouTube page is, you know, Jeremy S. Cook as well. I try to kind of kind of keep that all, I guess, recognizable, I guess. Um, so, But no, I don't use Instagram, just, just Twitter pretty much. Now, what about yourself, Max? Where can, where can people find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram on Twitter I'm Max underscore maker underscore YT and on Instagram I'm just Max maker and of course we've got videos coming up both Jeremy and me so stay tuned for that and Steve hopefully too sometime mm -hmm. with his what was it again Indiana Jones oh poster. the Indiana Jones mm -hmm. exactly but it's not really a poster no we'll find out <laughs> So thanks everybody for listening to this. You can find our podcast on iTunes and of course on SoundCloud. And if you could leave us a review on iTunes, if you like it, of course, that would really help us out. And also share us with your friends if you like and send us any comments, feedback or criticism. Uh, we really appreciate that. Also a huge shout out for Nicolas Zastro from the YouTube channel Let's Make Something Awesome Together or LMSAT in short. He made the logos for this podcast that you see on iTunes and on SoundCloud. He's a really talented guy when it comes to making videos and to graphic design. So if you need something designed for your business maybe, just write him an email. Um, you find him on his website called nicholaszastro.com or of course on his YouTube channel. Let's make something awesome together. So thank you very much for that. I really like the logos and so does Jeremy. See you next time. Bye bye.